This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Floods, droughts, locusts, climate change. There is a lot going on in and around us in Africa and super fast. We are all seeing and feeling the effect it has on how we eat, move around and even how we can make a living. For this reason, join me, Sophie Mbogwa, a Kenyan environmental journalist, for a weekly podcast, The Africa Climate Conversations. Africa Climate Conversations aims at helping you understand what climate change is all about, how it affects you and your family, what is being done in Africa, and what you can do to adapt and mitigate to its impacts, no matter where you are in Africa. Welcome to the very first show here on Africa Climate Conversations. I'm so excited to finally, and I mean finally, be live. And since this is the very first show, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Sophie Mbogwa. I'm an environmental journalist and media consultant based in Nairobi, Kenya. I've been reporting on climate issues for slightly over seven years now. I also work with organizations to bridge climate communication gaps by facilitating and coordinating their press relations. For more information, please go to my website, sofimbogwa.com, and find out more about my work. In the studio today, I'm honored to be joined by a climate scientist, Dr. Zablon Owiti. Dr. Owiti, thank you so much for coming. Uh, thank you as well, and I'm happy to be part of your initiative in promoting uh, climate information and uh, initiatives in the region. Thank you so much. So please tell us a little bit about who is Dr. Owiti and uh, what you do. So I'm Dr. Zablon Owiti, and uh, I'm a climate services uh, expert working with South-South uh, North based in Cape Town. So uh, broadly, our main mandate is to support national and regional responses to climate change through policy and knowledge interventions, partnerships, mm-hmm. and uh, you know deep collaborations. And um, we do this by connecting people and information enhancing capability and uh, mobilizing resources to respond innovatively to the challenges and opportunities that uh, climate change uh, uh, provides. Thank you so much. Um, And it's an honor having you on the show. Thank you. Now, since March this year, flooding has affected 1.3 million people in Kenya, Ethiopia, Burundi, Uganda, Tanzania, Djibouti, Rwanda, and Somalia. This is recorded by the United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs. Additionally, the IGAD Climate Prediction and Application Center says many weather stations in these countries have recorded their highest amount of rainfall in 40 years. All this is in addition to desert locusts already threatening food security and livelihood in the region. Dr. Witi, is this our new norm? Yeah, I think uh, this is a progression towards uh, a new norm. I would not say it is the, the new norm, but... Uh, uh, in in parts of the world, including uh, the, the, the East African region, we have started witnessing some, you know, uh, impacts or indicators of, uh, you know, uh, climate change. But uh, b- before I, I, I go into details, I, 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 I just wanted to, to clarify, you know, the, the difference between weather, climate and climate change, because these are all interconnected and, uh, you know, weather can manifest climate change or uh, climate itself can manifest climate change. So uh, 
by definition, I mean, whether it's what happens in a short term, you know, day to day or even moment to moment, and uh, this includes changes in temperature, humidity, rainfall. And uh, climate uh, is a long term average of our day to day weather over a long period of time. And uh, typically, you know, we use uh, 30 years or more. So the difference is all about timing, you know, whether we'll tell you, for example, what to wear every day or today, while climate uh, tells what clothes you have in your closet so that uh, you prepare for, you know, the next season that might be a cold season or warm season. You can uh, think of weather as, uh, you know, your mood and climate as, uh, you know, the personality that, uh, you know, stays longer. But mm. the, the mood swings from time to time, within, even within the day. So climate change is seen as a systematic change in the long-term state of uh, the atmosphere over, you know, a number of years or longer. So while weather can be incredibly variable, the trend line for our climate is heading towards a, a warmer or a more, you know, dangerous world. So mm. climate change is basically caused by, you know, global warming in increasing in temperature. Of course, when the temperatures increase, then there's a evaporation and a lot of, you know, moisture in the atmosphere. So this moisture in the atmosphere has two effects. In other places, there are places where it will cause a lot of rainfall. And mm -hmm. of course, there are other places which uh, where it will cause, you know, uh, droughts. And these two phases has other a lot of impacts, I mean, associated with a other number of, you know, extreme events like tropical cyclones in the oceans, which again lead to high rainfall or droughts in different parts of the uh, of, uh, of, of globe. Yeah. When we mention global warming, someone might be wondering, what are these two people talking about? What is global warming? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be nice to give it uh, just a little introduction. What exactly is global warming and probably what are some of the gases that uh, cause global warming? Okay, thanks. Thanks for uh, that question. Global warming is, uh, is, 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 is basically caused by, you know, accumulation of what we call greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. And the greenhouse gases are a result of, you know, of course science has shown that they are resulting from human activities. For example, burning fossil fuels. That is things like coal and fuel? Coal, coal, yeah. They, they emit a lot of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. And carbon dioxide is one of the potent, you know, uh, greenhouse gases that causes, uh, you know, uh, a, a global warming. Another example is methane. Methane, uh, basically, most of it results from agricultural, you know, activities, especially, you know, livestock uh, keeping the, the waste from livestock when they decompose they 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 generate uh, uh, methane mm -hmm. to the atmosphere so that is through the digestive system or is it through the cow dung no the, the cow dung the the, the the digestive system of the the ruminants they generate methane mm -hmm. no no not that when the dung is no it is it is from directly from the animals so it is one of the sources of, uh, you know, uh, methane. Methane also results from, uh, I mean, decomposing of, uh, of, 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 you know, plants and animals. And uh, of course, in most cases, it is kept underground unless it is tampered with. Then it is exposed and it is, you know, emitted into the atmosphere.
That's what we call peace. Yeah, peace. When peace is uh, yeah, peace when it is it is it is it is banned, then it 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 releases methane. So in the world there is a place called Siberia, and uh, Siberia in Russia is believed it has a lot, you know, a lot of methane. So the fear is when the global warming increases, and that you know because it is it is it is it is held in the ice, you know, because the place is cold. So when it it warms, then it will be released in the atmosphere, and you know. Methane, in terms of uh, causing global warming, it is more stronger than carbon dioxide. So, when these greenhouse gases are released in the atmosphere, they they they, they act like a, a blanket because naturally you are mm-hmm. supposed to receive the energy, the radiation from the sun. Then there is a naturally there is a, a fraction of it which is supposed to go back to the atmosphere, yeah. and portion that remains naturally actually that portion that remains is supposed to keep the average global temperatures around 33 degrees so but because of the greenhouse gases they trap more of this energy than in normal circumstances and this mm-hmm. energy that is extra which is trapped is what causes you know the global warming so and the, the global warming now you know interferes with the natural you know balance in the climate system and uh, you know it, it causes uh, a lot of uh, moisture in the atmosphere evaporation and uh, which leads to heavy rainfalls in some parts and uh, dry conditions in other parts of uh, you know uh, the, the world uh, so what we're saying is that global warming basically is like overheating of the earth yes yes because of these greenhouse gases they trap extra energy which is not needed to 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 balance the climate system to keep the climate system balanced so it interferes with that balance and causes some kind of chaotic system that now you know that the warming is increasing and uh, you know evaporation you know you know the glaciers are melting at a rate that they were not meant to to, to do that then sea level rise yeah that would have an effect on the oceans right yes you know when the the temperatures increase then the glaciers the ice they melt when they melt they the water goes into the ocean then this this leads to, to sea level rise and of course uh, this is the uh, has an impact in the coastal areas where the, the land in the coastal areas shrink because the sea level is now you know covering some portions of it then there are cases when um, the sea water which is uh, always salty intrudes into fresh water inland and uh, now uh, you know uh, degrades the the, the the freshwater you know resources interesting and also now that means also devastating farming for farming, those yeah. who, who do farming coastal coastal people who also do farming yeah. how does it affect fisheries especially given mangroves um ecosystem that fisheries depend on in terms of breeding of course because it affects uh, you know the, the the ocean life because of the the, the water you know chemistry is changed I, I did indicate that you know the ocean absorbs uh, you know uh, CO2 carbon dioxide directly when this concentration is high in the atmosphere then it is absorbed by ocean then ocean becomes acidic the second aspect is the temperature you know when the temperatures of the ocean changes because of the warming then uh, i mean some like for example fish species cannot thrive within a certain temperature range or you know acidity range so they migrate and uh, i mean if we have such a case in mombasa then i mean the migration would be to 
you know other places so the fishermen will 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 not be able to to, to you know to, to catch fish in, in in locations where they traditionally used to you know catch them because of the you know changes in uh, in, in ocean dynamics temperature chemistry you know Another important aspect is the coral reefs. You know, coral reefs are a lot of, you know, they are source of food. I mean, they, they also normally act as a barrier to, 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 to waves. So the acidity, when the acidity of the ocean increases, then they degrade. Of course, they cause the death of the, you know, the corals. And uh, this has a lot of impact on, of course, on also on the life, other lives in the ocean that, you know, <laughs> thrives around the coral reefs. Yeah. And corals and mangrove as well are breeding areas for fish, uh, crabs and things like prawns. Yeah, that's where they thrive, you know. Mm-hmm. And that means um, this affects directly food availability for the coastal regions and also not only for the coastal regions, for the mainland, uh, people who mainland. Also, like availability of fish. Um, and other seafood. Yeah, sure. Interesting. So coming back to the the current, uh, you know, the droughts and the floods that uh, you know we are witnessing in uh, in, in in our region, mm-hmm. we can to some extent attribute them to climate change, extremes that are related to 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 to, to, to climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is based on the observations from uh, a long time ago. Uh, a recent example is the, 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 the last two seasons from March and May last year, that is 2019. Mm-hmm. October, November, December season. And even this year's, uh, you know, short rain season, that is March and May, the rains have been, you know, really enhanced above, above normal. And mm-hmm. uh, these have resulted to a number of impacts. I mean, uh, for example, flooding has been witnessed in the region uh, from last year. Actually, even normally January is dry, but uh, you can notice that this year we had rains in January and even some parts of, of February. And uh, these have resulted into a number of uh, negative, some positive, but majorly negative. So if you look at, the, for example, the Lake Victoria Basin and even the Lake Victoria itself, uh, water levels of the lake have just reached the highest point ever in, you know, 170-year record. And yeah. of course, as what you did in your, dist- I mean, in your introduction, this has resulted into displacements of thousands of people and even, uh, you know, uh, destruction of flooding infrastructure. Absolutely. Of course, there are other floods in the region that have displaced, uh, you know, tens of thousands of people and uh, even killed some. And of course, uh, there are other impacts or indirect impact of uh, the enhanced rains. Uh, you are aware of the locust outbreak in, yeah. in the last, uh, you know, 70 years currently being witnessed in the region. And mm-hmm. uh, this is really associated with the rainfall conditions that have created conducive, you know, environment for the locust to, to thrive. So that, that is an example of really an, an indirect impact because the locusts, the desert locusts themselves, they have, you know, very serious impacts on terms of, you know, food security in the region. When you look at the region in East Africa, we, we have been receiving a lot of rainfall. 
So now, climate scientists at the IGAD Climate Prediction and Application Center, IGPAG, they've noted that the Western Indian Ocean is warming fastest uh, than any other part of the tropical ocean system. Could this be the reason why the region is receiving too much rainfall? Okay, thank you for that question. So one of the major factors that influence regional rainfall during the, the seasons is the sea surface temperatures over the Indian Ocean. And uh, the mechanism by which the sea surface temperatures drives moisture in the region is based on the pressure differences. So as uh, we know that uh, when the temperature of the ocean in increases, then the pressure is low. And that means there is movement of air or moisture into the region that is uh, warm. And of course, when it is cold, then um, the, the moisture or the air moves away from the, you know, the cold area. So the Indian Ocean Dipole is, uh, you know, a difference in ocean temperature in Eastern Indian Ocean and uh, Western Indian Ocean. So the Western Indian Ocean is uh, the, the water borders uh, East African region. So in instances when the Western Indian Ocean is warmer than the Eastern Indian Ocean, then there is a rush of moisture into the region. And uh, this, this pattern, you know, changes, you know, from year to year. There are years when it is, uh, you know, what we call the dipole is positive. That is when it favors the advection of moisture into our region. And uh, it happens in a range of two to around seven years. I mean, it doesn't happen every year. And uh, this is also based on the, the, the ocean, you know, temperature variability. That is another, you know, big topic that we may not want to go into uh, yeah. right now. So basically for the the October-November season, and even running to January-February, the, the rains, high rains that were observed in the region were a result of the, the positive phase of the Indian Ocean Dipole that led to, you know, advection of a lot of moisture uh, into the region. Of course, there are other many other factors that moderate this. Just before, earlier in the year, before the season, we also had, that is in 2019, quite a number of tropical cyclones you know, over the Indian Ocean. So and some of these tropical cyclones favored, you know, again, advection of moisture into the region. So, uh, ad uh, Sorry, advection is the pushing of moisture into the region? Into the region, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there were those two factors that really led to, you know, uh, high rainfall uh, during, you know, the last year's, uh, you know, short rain season. You basically, so you're saying the western part of the Indian Ocean warmed was warmer. Yeah, the eastern the was eastern, cold, cold. The eastern was cold. Yeah, so that is uh, what is called what is the positive phase of Indian Ocean dipole, and that that favors the the advection of moisture into the the region. Okay. Yeah. So that means because that, of the pressure differences. Yeah. Uh huh. So I I need to 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 break it down in a very simple language. Yeah. So what I'm understanding is that um, based on um, the Western Indian Ocean was warmer yeah. than the eastern part of the Indian Ocean, and then the pressure, yeah. the pressure now uh, out of the ocean pressure, or where is this pressure coming from? So the, the ocean has its own circulation. So when the ocean water is cold, then the water always moves from the cooler region 
to the areas which are warm. When it is warm, then I mean it is lighter, the pressure is low. But again, we have atmospheric pressure because when the ocean is cold, it influences the air immediately above it. So it will be cooling the air as well. So the pressure will be high. But on the other side, when it is warming, it will warm the air. When the air is warm, it, it, it causes convection. That is air will be rising cold. Warm air will be rising and cooler air will be you know, placing them. So this cooler air, which is replacing the warm air, which is rising, has to come from a, a region where there is high pressure. And that is what sustains the circulation, you know, from low pressure area. Low pressure means where the ocean temperatures are low to, mm -hmm. I mean, high pressure area where the ocean temperatures are low to low pressure areas where the temperatures are high, you know. And then so like now it's sending a lot of moisture to the part. Uh, yeah, to the region. It, it pushes. I mean, this is basically what is normally called the, the monsoons. When the yeah. land is, is, is warmer than the ocean, then the air will rush from the ocean to the land. When the ocean is, uh, is warmer than the land and the land is cool, then the opposite will, 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 will happen and that will bring dry conditions. There will be no rains because the air is moving from land to the ocean. No moisture is coming to the land. And has this phenomenon stopped or are we still ex expecting more? No, 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 no. I, I think the Indian Ocean Dipole, I mean, of course, it is quantified by the difference in, 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 in sea surface temperature between the two locations. I mean, now it is, it is nearing neutral. That means it has, it has weakened. So the, the, the temperature of the ocean is, is going back to, 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 to uniform. That means, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 there is no big difference in the two, the eastern and western parts. It is generally either warming or, you know, uh, attaining uniform temperature. So the pressure is, is, is reduced. You know, it cannot push air into the region. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking of um, people living in cities in East Africa and <clears throat> cities do not produce their own food. What does all this mean in terms of um, climate change? How does it affect our lives? Why should people care about climate change in the first place? Of course, generally speaking, we expect a world of increasing temperature, more extreme, you know, heavy rainfall and uh, even severe, you know, uh, droughts, sea level rise, which have or will have detrimental consequences in many regions of uh, of the world. So, of course, in terms of the sectors you have mentioned, uh, you know, agriculture, water, uh, energy, there is a mixed impact. It could be positive or uh, negative. Take, for example, you know, water resources. 80% of Kenya is semi-arid. That means in yeah. most times of the year they receive depressed uh, rainfall okay. so when we ex experience enhanced rainfall then i mean this is a relief to them in terms of uh, you know water resources that uh, they, they need for their you know uh, a lot of economic activities i mean uh, filling the water pan so that after the rains then they can be able to, to you know to, to water their animal afterwards and even do some you know cropping or agricultural activities uh, during the, the season. On the negative side also, too much water, especially in urban areas, causes a, you know, the, the, the flooding, as you know, and if we are not prepared, then uh, it has a lot of uh, direct and indirect impact 
of course, as you may be aware that uh, during the this the long rains early this year, you know, uh, the water in, the, the infrastructure that brings water to Nairobi was broken due to landslides that are related to to heavy rainfall. So you can see the paradox. We had too much rainfall, but at the same time, in some estates in Nairobi, the taps are still dry because of uh, destruction of uh, you know the water infrastructure then we are lacking water mm. besides that too much water also has um, an indirect effect in terms of health especially in you know urban areas when there is flooding specifically in you know informal settlement areas then uh, i mean there are issues with uh, you know sanitation because of uh, uh, the sanitation infrastructure are uh, not well developed in these areas and uh, specifically, I mean, there's a mixture of, uh, you know, fecal waste and water. And uh, I mean, in most cases, uh, the sources of water are not safe. So this leads to, you know, breakout of diseases like cholera in, 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 in these areas. Mm-hmm. In terms of energy, which is also related to water, when we have a lot of water, the dams are full and, uh, you know, uh, our energy is uh, higher percentages from hydropower. Then I mean, we have uh, adequate uh, you know power to to drive our economy. But in dry conditions, then uh, it leads to, to less water to drive the hydropower systems. But because of climate change, then the severity of these droughts and uh, their frequency is expected to increase then uh, this will be a major challenge to the, the hydropower sector. Hydropower is, is, is one of the energy you know, sources that is highly vulnerable to climate change. So uh, there is a need to, to shift away from you know, the hydropower to other sources of energy. Of course, Kenya is doing very well in this front and uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, geothermal, uh, Wind. And, uh, wind power, so these are not really vulnerable as opposed to, to hydropower. Mm-hmm. Agriculture, uh, enhanced rainfall can boost agricultural productivity, but if we scrutinize the agricultural value chain, then it also has some negative impacts in you know of the value chain in terms of. Uh, uh, you know, transporting agricultural product or even causing the post-harvest losses if the rains are too much and, uh, you know, maybe cutting the value chain such that uh, in some instances then the products cannot be, you know, uh, transported to to the market. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we wrap up this program for today. Dr. Witi, thank you so much for your time. I sincerely appreciate you coming over and, um, you know, taking your opportunity, this opportunity to take us through the definition of climate change, weather, global warming. I sincerely appreciate you coming over today, and I hope that you will be a regular contributor on this podcast. Thank you very much for your time as well. And, uh, of course, it would be interesting to, you know, contribute to your podcast because uh, one of our mission is to really to spread the gospel of uh, you know <laughs> climate change in terms of adaptation mitigation and of course sometime let 
in future we might also talk about just generally climate services so you know you know uh, 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 look at it as a service mm-hmm. yeah uh, not not the, the scientific and impact and but how, how is it generated how is it relayed what are the challenges you know how is it communicated and you know Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much again. So next week, we will delve deeper into the opportunities climate change presents. For now, I invite you to subscribe to the Africa Climate Conversations podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else you access your podcast from. Or simply listen to it from my website, sofimbogwa.com. Until next week, kwaheri, and do have yourself a productive and a safe week. Floods. Droughts, locusts, climate change. There is a lot going on in and around us in Africa and super fast. We are all seeing and feeling the effect it has on how we eat, move around, and even how we can make a living. For this reason, join me, Sophie Mbogwa, a Kenyan environmental journalist, for a weekly podcast, The Africa Climate Conversations. Africa Climate Conversations aims at helping you understand what climate change is all about, how it affects you and your family, what is being done in Africa, and what you can do to adapt and mitigate to its impacts, no matter where you are in Africa. Inaendeshwa na Afripods. <laughs>